0: this is start making sense the weekly podcast of the nation magazine and i'm john wiener this is our christmas show and now it's time for our special christmas music feature our guest is sean walence he's the official historian at the official bob dylan website he also teaches American history at Princeton. He's written many books, including *The Age of Reagan*. It's out now in paperback. We turn to him today to help us understand what the heck is going on with the new Bob Dylan Christmas album. We reached him today in Princeton. Sean, welcome back to the program.
1: Well, oh, uh, great to be back, John.
0: Well, I want to start by listening to track one. Here comes Santa Claus. It's a Gene Autry song, which I have to say, is one of the most irritating holiday songs ever written, <laughs> even before Bob Dylan sang it.
2: Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus today. Big and big singing, old as the reindeer, on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing. Comes
0: Hang your stockings, say your prayers. Sean, what is this? Is this a joke of some kind? No, it's not a joke at all. Although, you
1: know, you could turn it into one by imagining that the person who's really singing is Vincent Price. <laughs> it gives a certain macabre uh, mm. aspect to the song. So you can look at it that way. You can look at a Bob Dylan song any way you want. But no, no, no. This is all very, very straight. Um, this is Bob Dylan, in, in, in many ways, um, looking back to his own childhood. And uh, he's singing the songs that he heard as a kid in Hibbing, uh, where everybody you know, listened to Christmas music, whether you were Jewish or not. Um, and he's recalling those times and those songs in that spirit.
0: Uh, and I understand that, uh, that the album itself is a uh, benefit and uh, that the royalties are all being donated to charity.
1: In perpetuity. That's right. Um, all of them. It's going to go. To the royalties are going to feed America in the United States, and I think that there are some. Um, there's a group in the UK, and there's another group to you know to feed the homeless. You know, basically, this is uh, Bob Dylan in some ways um, being the character Pretty Boy Floyd from the old Woody Guthrie song he's, you know, um, providing Christmas dinner to the families on relief. It's just that he's not sticking up a bank, he's sticking up his own fans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's listen to another one, um, I'll Be Home for Christmas. I have to say, when Bob Dylan sings I'll Be Home for Christmas, you have to wonder, is this a promise or is this a threat? <laughs>
2: Christmas You Can Plan On me Please Have Snow And mistletoe And Presents On A tree Christmas Eve Will find me Where In my
0: Bob Dylan, I'll be home for Christmas uh, Sounds like a reason to bolt your doors, Sean
1: <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's hard to say what home is for Bob Dylan Because he's on his bus so much of the time when he's not getting arrested That, you know, being home for Christmas is a big deal for him Because, uh, you know, he's not on his bus But, you know, this is part of what the album's about That's a song that was originally recorded by Bing Crosby, as were, I think, 13 of the 15 songs on this album. It's a, sort of his tribute to Bing Crosby, among other things. But um, in 1943, remember, Christmas songs during World War II had a whole different meaning. I mean, they were very, uh, it was very touching, actually, very moving. It was one of the, uh, it, was, it was the music, actually, that kind of held people together, uh, wondering whether their boys, and in some cases girls, overseas would ever come home alive, ever. Um, so, you know, this is a very moving song. It was moving in the 40s, and then after the war, Christmas music became a kind of way to uh, assert with some uh, aggressiveness to assert a kind of normality, which people hadn't felt, a lot of people in America hadn't felt uh, since the beginning of the Depression back in, 19, you know, back in the early 30s. So he's, he's, he's trying to recapture that, in part, recapture that mood, which is bigger than Christmas, uh, bigger than Christmas in America. It has to do with a specific time and a specific place. And it's also, as I say, a sort of tribute to Bing Crosby. He doesn't have Bing Crosby's voice, but he's copying Bing Crosby's phrasing. And I know he admires Bing Crosby's phrasing, so uh, that's his chance to do that, too.
0: Well, let's listen to another one. Uh, maybe you want to you say anything about this one, Must Be Santa? This one includes wow. our own David Hidalgo, uh, the, the uh, great uh, East L.A. Uh, musician who's a big favorite of ours here.
1: Indeed, Los Lobos. He's yeah. the man. He's maybe the most gifted, one of the most gifted musicians that Dylan's ever worked with. Um, um, "A Must Be Santa" is my favorite song on the album. It's a polka song. It's basically ripped off from a Texas, the arrangement of a Texas uh, rock polka band, um, and but it also recalls again his Christmas time because it recalls the great polka bands of the Midwest of the 1940s and 1950s. People like, um, you know, Whoopi John Wilfart, um, his real name, Frank Yankovic.
0: Would you please spell the last name of Whoopi John Wilfart, (laughs) please?
1: W-I-L-F-A-H-R-T.
0: Now, are you Um, sure that this is not one of Bob Dylan's many pseudonyms?
1: Roosevelt Gook. And, <laughs> no, no, I have a photograph of Whoopi John Wilford at the Minneapolis Airport, taken at about the same time, about 1948, with his band. And I, and I happen to know a lot about Whoopi John. He, uh, he was quite a character. When he died, it turned out there was he left money in most of the, the hotels of the Midwest, um, stashed away, of, uh, lots and lots of money, and uh, um, basically hiding it from the Feds. And he lived, lived quite a wild life, um, as you might imagine. By a man named Whoopi John.
0: (laughs) Well, let's let's... let I would
1: never call you John. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. Sean Willens, the official historian of the official com website from the Bob Dylan Christmas album. Let's listen to Must Be Santa, featuring uh, David Hidalgo of Los Lobos.
2: Santa's got a beard that's long and white Who comes around on special night? Santa comes around on special night Special night, beard that's white Must be Santa Must be Santa Must be Santa Santa Claus Who wears boots and suit of red? Santa wears boots and suit of red Who wears a long cap on his head? Santa wears a on
0: Oh, they're dancing in the corridors here at KPFK. <laughs> Must be Santa, Bob Dylan, with David Hidalgo from the Dylan. I'm, dan- I'm dancing here in Princeton. a great time. <laughs> L- uh, let's listen to uh, another one. Here's Bob Dylan's Winter Wonderland.
2: Wonderland, winter wonderland, wonderland. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the land, snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away is a, a bluebird In his place is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow, we can build a snow
0: Bob Dylan, he sounds like your grizzled old uncle who's had a little too much of the spiked eggnog at the family <laughs> gathering. I,
1: I think that's the point, actually. Actually, uh, there's the Wonder Bread Singers, you know, the, the, the whitest <laughs> white <bread> singers I've <laughs> ever heard. Of. But you also listen closely and you hear Donnie Heron on the, on the pedal yeah. steel. I think it's the first time that Winter Wonderland has been done, at least in recent memory, uh, with a pedal steel guitar. Dylan adds always a touch. There are touches of, of, uh, of the current Bob Dylan, along with the Bob Dylan, what Bob Dylan was hearing when he was seven years old.
0: You know, this this whole uh, project made me think of Dylan's uh, radio program on uh, yes. XM and Sirius Satellite, where uh, we see what a, a connoisseur and scholar Bob Dylan is of these pre, uh, pre-rock, earlier 20th century genres. In a way, this is part of that project.
1: Very much so, except the difference is, I mean, this could be a show from that series called Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But the difference is that he sings all the songs. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't just introduce them. But in fact, one of the songs, What Must Be Santa, actually did appear in the, um, I forget the name of the, of the band. But uh, anyway, on on his Christmas show from from XM, you know, Cirrus XM. So, yes, there is a similarity. He knows a lot about it. He wants to, you know, this is an active archival, uh, you know, it's, he's an archivist, among other things. And um, this, this album is an example of that. Uh,
0: let's listen to another one. Of course he has to do old little town of Bethlehem
2: Old oh, little town of Bethlehem how still we see the light Dreamlessly, The silent Stars go By Yet in That dark street Shine In Everlasting Light The Hopes and fears Of all the years I met in
0: Bob Dylan's little town of Bethlehem I can only say there must be some way out of here
1: <laughs> This is not one of my favorite cuts on the album <laughs> um there 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 are others that are better um uh oh little town of Bethlehem. Yeah, not his best performance. Either. Well, you know, we, some of, we, the songs, some of the, well, some of the songs just don't. I mean, Christmas produced a lot of interesting, wonderful music, which is why so many people cut Christmas albums. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody from you know uh, Frank Sinatra to uh... Ray Charles to uh... Barbara Streisand. I mean, even the Jews cut Christmas albums, right? Uh, Neil Diamond has a new one, even the second one. Um, so there's a songbook, a real songbook. But some of the songs are very difficult. This is one of them, actually. And uh, the Christmas song, the famous Mel Torme song, is also... You need a real range to sing those songs well, and I'm afraid that this doesn't quite do it. Well, at least not for me.
0: We're speaking with Sean Walentz. He's the official historian at the official Bob Dylan website, bobdylan.com. One thing that strikes me about this this uh, music that's so puzzling, so confusing, so troubling to the uh, Bob Dylan's uh, um, classic Band-based. music, yeah. Bob has always... Uh, made a practice of pulling the rug out from under fans who thought they had him pegged. Right. He spent a lot of his career refusing to fulfill his fans' wishes. Right. And this is certainly part of that.
1: Uh, you could see it that way. I mean, the other thing is this is a cover album, right? I mean, these are all cover songs. There's not a single Bob Dylan song on here that he wrote. Um, and whenever Bob Dylan does a cover album, um, it usually means that there's a change... There's a change going to come. <laughs> um, he did self portrait, which got roundly panned, especially by I don't know if I can say this on the air, but you you'll remember Greal Marcus's famous first line of his review in Rolling Stone of that album, which is "What is this blank?" Um,
0: what is this crap? But not quite crap.
1: Not quite that, yeah. And then he, you know, and and then he went on to do you know Blood on the Tracks.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Um, then he did the cover albums in uh, the early '90s. You know, the two folk acoustic albums, uh, "Good as I've Been to You" and "World Gone Wrong." And the next thing, he comes out with his time out of mind, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. So who knows what's going to come? Here's, here's another cover-up. So it's, 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 it's Bob Dylan trying to, trying to... And I actually kind of mean this. It's him plumbing his depths. He's trying to find something. He's trying to locate something in his soul, in himself, in his music. And this is the way he does it, by singing other people's songs, singing a whole album of other people's songs. Um, so, so it's interesting for that. You have to watch out for that. The second thing is... This is the first time he's done a Christian album since Shot of Love. In other words, this is a spiritual record. This is about his beliefs. I mean, you know, he's 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 he's, he's a Christian, of a of a very weird kind. So you have to see it in that context too. I mean there's a lot of different ways in which Dylan is and that also disappointed his fans by the way. You know, when he went gospel, people
0: thought yes, just disappointed on. is putting it mildly.
1: Yeah, people went nuts. Um, although I think that in retrospect if you go back and listen to some of those albums, not not all of them, not saved, but but if you listen to Shot of Love again, you will be very surprised there's a lot of really good music on there.
0: Well, got to got to serve somebody uh in retrospect does have some some strengths. It,
1: Slow Train coming, absolutely, and, but go back and listen to Shot of Love sometime. You'll, you know, the song about Lenny Bruce, um, uh, it, it's him kind of being semi-secular. Um, but anyway, my point is only that Bob Dylan is doing a lot of different things a, 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 at the same time, and he's doing a lot of different things at the same time in this album. It just sounds so schmaltzy and innocuous, but nothing with Bob Dylan, even at its, at its most schmaltzy, is, is to be taken completely at face value.
0: Well, I think we've got time for one more. Let's listen to from the Bob Dylan Christmas album, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas.
2: Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year. All our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Next year all our troubles will be mild
0: faithful friends who are dear to us uh, sean will i don't know you can say uh you know this isn't singing it's croaking but you know when tom waits croaks a lot of people think it's great or when Louis Louis armstrong sings this song and he you know he doesn't have a beautiful voice either in the classic Absolutely. sense
1: i don't know i don't know what the complaining's about i really don't <laughs> it's the same voice that's saying you know love and theft and the, you know I, I i don't quite get it it's that I think it has more to do that you're, not, you're used to hearing these songs sung by Nat King Cole yeah. or, by, you know, someone with, or Mel Torme, someone with a very smooth voice. Um, so Bob Dylan is certainly adding a new dimension to Christmas <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't hear before. Um, but it's a voice that is instantly recognizable, you know, much as, say, Louis Armstrong's was. You know, When you hear those voices, it takes you two, se- two nanoseconds. You know who you're listening to. Yeah. And uh, so immediately that conjures up a whole series of associations, and then it's not just the voice, which at times falters; it doesn't hit the notes, you know, on that on that on that track in particular. But again, it's about the phrasing. Listen to how he's parsing out his words. Listen to how he's doing that with the music. It's, it's, actually, it's actually a very, um, much more complicated record than, than people uh, would think about because he's taking all that seriously. Maybe more seriously now than anyone else because this song has been sung by a million other people.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: Bob Dylan, when he sings, you know, I don't know, um, um, Summer Days or any of the songs that he's done recently, he's the only person who does those. Maybe Sheryl Crow will do them too, but very few anymore, right? It's not like Peter, Paul, and Mary. It's his song. Now, he has to go up against the entire galaxy of American singers going back to, you know, Eddie Cantor and before. So he has to add something new to a tradition, and that's part of what's going on here, too.
0: Sean Wilentz is the official historian at the official Bob Dylan website. He also teaches American history at Princeton. Sean, thank you for helping us understand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure.
0: We spoke with Sean Wilentz about Bob Dylan's Christmas album in That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat.